0: start and end your day with the good news the good news with angie austin find the podcast of past shows at angieaustinradio.com now here's angie austin and friends with the good news
1: Hello, friends. I love it when he says, here's Angie Austin and friends uh, on the good news. Uh, We've got uh, Beatrice Bruno, the drill sergeant of life, author and speaker, and also my friend Donna Hetzler, author and speaker, who also has a women's ministry, Jericho Girls, that encourages and lifts up women. And uh, I'm really excited about our next guest because I did get to interview her um, on Daybreak USA, and it was about her business. And her business is called emeraldheritage.com, and it's a truly unique business opportunity, but also So, uh, before becoming a successful businesswoman, I really related to her story. Uh, She was homeless and she was abused in her younger years, and then she has, uh, you know, risen to establish this uh, successful business. And uh, she also really believes in uh, encouraging women, much like you do, Donna. Um, And so she is speaking out uh, and I love the fact that she also is a woman of faith and I think that through your years with me ladies um, sharing good news stories, some of the transformational testimonies you know the, of the transformational power of Christ in people's mm-hmm. lives to me is pretty mind blowing yes. and so I want to uh, welcome Lynn Nelson hi Lynn. Hi there, how are you? I'm well. So first of all, tell everyone where you are, because when you explain to me where you are, you might quite possibly be the guest who's furthest away than you've ever (laughs) interviewed on The Good News. So explain your location.
2: Well, I'm actually Irish, and I've spent um, the past few years living over here in a little channel island called Guernsey. Um, So it's right down. It's about nine miles from France, but it's still in the middle of the ocean. You know, you're surrounded by um, the ocean and it's lots of little tiny islands. In fact, in one of them, they don't even have any cars or, um, you know, they get about in horse and bike. And it's very much being back to how it used to be in Ireland many years ago. And that's why I really fell in love with the place and kind of divide my time between Ireland and you know being here so yeah I'm quite blessed that way but it, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing funny enough for Ireland if I wasn't living here <laughs> so it's quite bizarre how, how God takes you down these places isn't it?
1: Yeah and that little island and you know way way out there because I, I, I was mm-hmm. so taken by that when you first explained to me exactly where <laughs> we were speaking to you from. So before we get into um, emeraldheritage.com and this very unique mm-hmm. uh, business idea that you came up with uh, let's talk a little bit mm-hmm. about your test testimony and the ladies may jump in and ask mm-hmm. some questions as well so let's kind of go back in the story of Lynn Nelson.
2: Mm-hmm. Well um, as we all know I kind of you know grew up pretty much like everybody else did you know through the terrible troubles and things that were going on back home and um, so it was no different I feel you know in that way. Um, but it did I think strengthen me in many ways but even back then although we all know in Ireland we're all we're brought up in a very religious way you know we all know God exists and we knew he was there but I always believed in God but I didn't really have that relationship with God and as we all know there's a huge massive difference between the two and being born again and knowing that God's there but I also feel, um, you know, on reflection now, he kind of was chasing me, you know, because he knew eventually I was going to get coming to him. And mm-hmm. as I said, I mm-hmm. I came to a little island and found that a lot of um, children over here um, weren't wealthy enough to go to private school because they only educated them until they were of the age 14, 15. And then a lot of the children between 9 and 11 left and went to nice schools and whatever. And. And being that I could teach myself, I kind of got a little bit annoyed and wanted to do something. So I built, cut a long story short, I built a business and it was the very first online um, qualification that they were able to do in the beauty industry. So they were able to come in and I had little salons and they were able to learn and train to do a trade. And I spent about four years building that up, built the school and whatever. Um, It was going really well. And unfortunately, Um, I am a very trustworthy person. I got myself involved with some people who were, um, the only way I could describe them was it was almost like the devil themselves. And they took the whole lot from me. Um, And I did end up, you know, in—in honestly, out of all the troubles I've been through in all my life, I can honestly say that I was mentally, physically, financially, emotionally, family-wise, marriage-wise, completely broken, I spent five weeks in hospital um, with the stress after losing everything, and um, I hadn't got the ability to walk, so I was five weeks bed-bound, and it took me a year and a half to be able to walk again properly. But in between that happening, where just before I actually um, went into hospital, um I knew I was within a day of losing my home and losing everything. So you can imagine the mindset that I was in and, and losing everything that I'd worked so hard for to help other people, which was, you know, I couldn't understand why I was being attacked from every single angle of my life. And, um, and this particular day, I literally just fell to my knees and prayed and just said, God, please just, just help me. You know, I don't know where, where to go, what to do. And the phone rang. And um, it was actually my accountant, his brother, who was a minister and also an advocate. And they told me to come down and see them. And I went down and seen them. And um, I couldn't even speak through my tears. All I could do is push the paperwork across the table and say, you know, this is what has happened to me. Mm. So unbelievably, he gave me a check. Now I had never met this man in my life before. And he Mm. gave me a check for £10,000. And he said to me, take yourself away get yourself well again and let me sort this out for you. And to this day, I don't really even know what happened. I don't really even, look, you know, talk about it anymore. But I then went and got a a little home and it just rented and, you know, got went from being like a director of this big company to, you know, working in hotels. Although it was a really humbling experience, I can't explain what it is like to have your freedom back. If you've ever had your freedom Mm. to go away from you and to have such to, to be grateful for just something as simple as having your freedom and your family back I can't explain what it is like just to appreciate something as basic as that and that's why you know I relate to a lot of people when they do lose that um and from there um eventually I kind of you know spent a couple of years getting well again walking well again um and then I went back and I swore I would never start anything again that was me finished I was just going to live a normal life um But the thing was that I had a lot of, uh, I then, John mentored me to learn about God and taught me about what being a Christian was really all about and how God wanted the best for us. And, you know, we were all here for a purpose and um, all the things that we were going through was just to strengthen us and make us stronger. And he just mentored me and talked to me and emailed me every day. And it's just quite unbelievable the things that he did for me and, um, And then eventually, uh, I went home and I found out about um, this problem, but of course, the, the deforestation crisis that was going on in Ireland. And but Lynn, uh, Lynn, I'm going to jump
1: in because I want people, if you're just joining us, Lynn Nelson uh, is talking about uh, this uh, business that she set up in Ireland after everything was taken away from her, she was taken advantage of, uh, that people uh, basically stole from her and that she had to start from scratch. Um, and as uh, you mentioned, uh, getting some help after your prayer and then starting to understand what Christ is all about mm-hmm. and then um, then setting up uh, emeraldheritage.com. Um, And we're going to explain exactly how that helps with deforestation and keeps Ireland beautiful. And I want to ask the ladies if you have any questions before we go
3: on to the next part. Hi, Len. This is Donna. Actually, I can identify. Hi. Hi. Um, I want to jump on a plane and come to Ireland after hearing you (laughs) (laughs) girls trip to Ireland. Um, I can totally identify because uh, my story in 2008, when we had the downturn here with real estate, we lost everything. And I just wanted to jump in and say that when you do lose everything financially, that Christ Mm -hmm. is everything. Mm And Mm -hmm. it changes your perspective about what's important and what is not important down to the littlest things. Like I just had family Mm -hmm. over and one of uh, my sister-in-law had dropped an expensive crystal dish. And I looked at her and I Mm -hmm. said, it's just stuff. It's just stuff. stuff." So when you go through a journey like that, it changes you forever. Mm -hmm. And Christ is everything. Mm -hmm. And the little things just don't Mm -hmm. matter anymore. So I identify with your story and love what you're doing over there. Amen. Totally.
2: Amen. Um, and the bizarre thing was that um, the, f- the most frightening thing that I ha- that happened to me, and I'm sure a lot of Christians can identify with this, but I didn't know that Christians knew about this type of thing, was that at night time, um, during that time, I was actually having really bad spiritual attacks through the night. Mm-hmm. Um, and John, when I, I was actually frightened to explain this to John, because I thought he was going to think I'm crazy. But he said to me, Lynn, this this is what Jesus talks about the whole way through his Bible. You know, this is, and then he taught me how I was able to fight that. And he made me understand it. And, you know, going through that made me realize the power of God. It made me realize the strength in just his name alone and mm-hmm. speaking his name. And that is so encouraging because then you realize, well, as long as I've got him with me, it, it doesn't matter what else comes at me anymore That's because right. I know that he will look after me That's and protect so me. so true, Lynn. Um, and Li- uh, so Lynn Beatrice mm-hmm.
1: is going to jump in here. Beatrice Bruno, uh, author, speaker. She has a question as well or comment.
4: Lynn, I just want to encourage you girl that um, you know the power of prayer is what breaks mm-hmm. every chain when we call on the name of Jesus it just breaks mm-hmm. every chain that's in our lives and I I, I just I, I'm so um, oh, thankful for you I rejoice with you today and everything that God mm-hmm. has brought you through but just know this he's getting ready to take you into some levels and some, some measures girl that you're going to rejoice every step of the way because okay. God has seen yes. your struggle he's seen your tears mm. he's heard your cry you crying out to him but he's going to take you into some places right now sis that you have been waiting for and when you get there god is going to magnify himself in you in such a way that those same people that did those things to you they will have to come back to you and apologize for everything, every, every piece of it that they're, they had their hands on. So you be encouraged today, sis, all the way over Thank there in Ireland. And so I have to say much. this tis Thank such a, you. tis such a pleasure to speak to you today. <laughs> Thank you so much.
2: Thank God, you. Bless you, Thank you. God bless you, girl. God bless you,
4: Lynn, I want to get into
1: then, um, and feel free to comment on what Beatrice said, but again, if you're just joining us, mm-hmm. Lynn Nelson, uh, in Ireland was concerned about the deforestation, uh, and she wanted to keep her home, uh, land beautiful and she is talking about her business emerald dot com and obviously talking about her testimony as well. And isn't that Beatrice Bruno inspirational? Oh, yes you kidding me.
2: <laughs>
4: Praise the Lord.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well I think I think that um really um well we all know that our world in general is running out of resources but our environment is sacred. And uh, you know, it was yes. created by God and therefore it should be respected. And I feel it's a real sin to destroy what he has created and I feel that you know he he gave us this world and he allowed man to look after it and I think that we have a duty to you know put that back together again but I just have a real overwhelming feeling that the way to do that is actually by bringing people together to to achieve that because I think there's a real sense of achievement when you you know when when especially when it's so easy to come over and see it and come and be part of it and get involved in it and and then, you know, in years' time, be able to look at it and go, oh, my goodness, I did that, you know, and no one can ever... ever and the way that it's actually working with the sale of the little plots, it can never be destroyed again. So that's for all of our future generations, for the wildlife, for, and it's just something that we can all be proud of doing together. And it's not like when these trees are planted or when this land's saved, that it can be destroyed. It is absolutely 100% protected through the ownership of these. So it's almost like empowering people to be part of this great legacy. And, you know, that's really what it's really all about, just bringing people together in a really good, positive way rather than, because I find it Sometimes when you focus on, if you focus too much on the negative and you focus on the bad things and the, the crisis itself is going on, I thought, well, why not? Why don't we turn that around into something positive and make it something fun, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, you know, celebrate us coming together, celebrate us doing something positive and celebrate us putting God's world back together again. That's just really what the vision is.
1: So explain, so emeraldheritage.com, you found Mm -hmm. this way for people to actually purchase teeny pieces of land that actually then end up preserving the land in Ireland for future generations. Mm -hmm. And it's very creative. Explain how it works.
2: Well, I discovered through um, kind of investigating what had actually happened with the deforestation crisis. It happened way back in the early 1600s. And and we... the Irish used to actually build the houses in wood and they used to burn wood. And, they, you know, it was a sustainable place. It wasn't just about the forest and the wildlife. You know, they actually used the, the land to sustain themselves. But then when it was all cut down in the early 1600s, it was exported throughout the world and used to create boats and um, lots of things like that. And then what happened was Ireland, ironically, is actually um, sourcing its wood from the tropics, to bring to Ireland because it 's not sustainable itself, so by by the deforestation crisis in ireland we 're actually destroying the rest of the world because we 're having to outsource our sustainable wood and things that we actually need so by creating a sustainable Ireland, we actually create a more sustainable tropical world. Do you know? So, and the other ironic thing is that we found this law was an old Breton law and it took me two years for um, lawyers and people at the registry and the governments to say I could use the law because they forgot it even had existed and no one had ever used it before. So um, when I was going back asking them if I could use it, they, no one could actually give me an answer. <laughs> it took me two years because we were so pedantic about doing everything correctly in the right way and, you know, not going out there until we could do it. But we discovered... So we were able to purchase land and divide it into little one-square-foot plots. Um, The one-square-foot plots, or you can buy them in four or nine, and they're sold. Um, to the landowner, but they own them in perpetuity, so they can even be willed down to their family for generations after generations. I think this is so wild um,
1: that you found a way for people to buy, like, you know, a couple of feet of land to to help preserve it, when obviously they can't use it. Their sole purpose is to preserve it. I want to make sure people can find you too, Lynn. Uh, Give us your website Mm -hmm. again. It's emeraldheritage.com. Is that right?
2: That's right. Yes, it is. And um, we, we really do need all. We do need the help you know to save the land because obviously we need the land to plant the trees but we're actually um just this week we're teaming up with a fantastic other not not for profit organization a organization new tree which is Irish for new tree and new life and um and they're going to be managing the land and planting the trees for us and and we're going to start working in ways that we're going to be donating the money to them to manage the land and, yeah, plant more native trees. And well, I have we to can say,
1: your testimony is just amazing to me and how you came up with something so creative and that you didn't give up. You persevered even when it took a long time to get the answers. And it,
2: honestly, it honestly wasn't me. I can honestly tell you it was not me. It, it literally came to me through prayer. It literally came to me through just uh, like a strong spiritual feeling that it was just something I had to do. It, it has never felt like the wrong thing. It's felt like the right thing. So it's not, It's on. I don't believe it's just me, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I believe that everything oh, yeah. I'm doing and what I'm doing to this day is 100% the guidance of God. Because mm-hmm. how could I have found such a law? Right. How could I have, you know, how could I have, you know, ended up meeting someone like that that day and have my prayers answered mm-hmm. like that? you know they there's no such thing as coincidences though there was a there the path that i was obviously on and the people that i was involved with was not what god's plan was for me this is what god's plan was for me right so i think that you know if looking back on that i you know at the time and that's what i would say to many others when you're going through times like that you know where you are just broken and you, know, you just feel you've got absolutely nowhere to turn i can promise you if you pray god will answer your yes, prayers 100% and you know and it might not be in the way you think it's going to be and it might not be um you might not be presented with what you think is the right answer but it is the right answer and I know it sounds really bizarre when you're going through those terrible times, but it is so true. If you just keep your faith and just keep believing, you can do anything.
1: Well, Lynn, a real a blessing to have you on the good news. Lynn Nelson, you can find out more Thank at you. emeraldheritage.com. God bless you, Lynn, and thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Lynn. Hi, right, Lynn. Thank for you. Neat to hear a testimony where, you know, her life really has been turned around, you know, through Christ and prayer. And Beatrice, all the time you say you get answers through prayer. And I know, yes. Donna, you get up every morning at like five or something. And mm-hmm. never wanted to get up that
3: early because you write and pray. That's correct. Yep. So I spend my mornings praying too. Mm-hmm. Probably not as long as you, because I go into writing and what have you. But mm-hmm. it's a real. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It's it doesn't matter the mm-hmm. amount of time that you spend. That's it's right. the quality of time with the Father that That's we right. seek out. And so I just it changed my life. I've told you that before, Angie. That if I don't spend time in the morning in prayer, my day is unraveled. That's right. It's just not the same. So it definitely makes a difference. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, and and,
1: you know, I hear that time and time again. I mean, since I get up in the middle of the night and I I take off running and do a live show for several hours Mm -hmm. and then do post show interviews and then race in here later, I do feel like my day unravels because Mm -hmm. a lot of times I don't have that quiet time. For prayer, you know, mm-hmm. and so it is really intense. Let's put it my my this pace of my life, right? That's, yeah, mm-hmm. all right. Beatrice, your website drill sergeant of life.com, Donna, Donna Hetzler.com. Excellent, we'll be right back with the good news.
5: The good news of Jesus for you in high definition radio and streaming at 670 KLTT.com. This is KLTT Commerce City, Denver.
1: Hey, it's Angie with the good news. Well, the good news is that if you're feeling loss, a loss of a loved one, a loss of a job, just feeling down and like you're stuck in the past, Sandy Steffes is a friend of mine. Sandy Steffes, Spirit Coaching, spirit coaching.net, 720. She has come up with a plan that helps you get unstuck, get out of the past, set goals, and move forward. If you'd like to work with Sandy, I highly recommend her. Again, Sandy Steffes, spiritcoaching.net,
0: 720-353-9573. Hey, this is producer Dave with the good news. You know, Angie's always talking about how much she loves YMCA of the Rockies. But I don't ever get to talk about how much I love YMCA the Rockies. YMCA the Rockies in Estes Park is located just between Estes and Rocky Mountain National Park. It is the best place. I grew up going there. I went to summer camp when I was a kid. I actually went through the leadership program. I was a camp counselor at YMCA. It is one of the best things. It shaped who I am today. It is really the ideal vacation for everyone. You can do a vacation there. You can have a reunion there. They have weddings. If you wanna take your coworkers there, they have conferences. It is the most affordable thing. You don't have to leave the state to go on a really good vacation. If you just want to hang out, you can do that. Or if you want to go on an epic adventure through the mountains, you can also do that. At YMCA The Rockies, they put Christian principles into practice through programs, staff, and facilities in an environment that builds healthy spirit, mind, and body for everyone. It is so affordable. Go to ymcarockies.org for all the information you'll need.
4: Your next shopping trip could change the lives of some very special people right here in Colorado. When you shop at ARC thrift stores, you'll not only save money, but you'll also give back to our community by helping people with intellectual and developmental disabilities, just like these ARC ambassadors.
3: A lot of people, they have misconceptions about people with disabilities. A lot of them think that we can't do things that other people can do, and that's just not true. We can do what other people can do. It may take us a little bit more time to do it, but we can. We're just like any other human human being we have feelings and we have emotions and if given the chance we can shine and i think that ark has done a very good job at showing that
6: i like it there and it helps me out to learn about reading off the labels and stuff I like helping out different people a lot of different
4: people i help out find the ark store near you at arkthrift.org
3: it's non nonprofit and it's a great company to work for and a great place to shop
4: and remember every saturday you get 50 percent off most items in the store
7: when going to a chiropractor, you may be thinking that they won't be able to help you for the long term. However, Dr. Joe Arvey at Maximize Living will change your mind. The moment you meet him, you will find that he is your best friend. He treats you like you are part of his family, and he truly cares about you and your health. He is very knowledgeable about long-term health and wellness. Through the use of spinal correction, he helps you discover what it takes to be a healthier you and will help you feel better even after your first adjustment. He will also share with you the essentials to healthy living so you can take your health back. No matter what stage of life you're in, he will help you develop a plan to achieve the goals you set. Get ready to make a positive change in your life. Give him a call at 303-457-8080. 303-457-8080 or spinegeek.com. Maximized living. Adjustments for life.
0: All right. All right. We are back. Angie had to step out, but luckily for you, you got producer Dave here. Um, Donna Hessler got to stay and hang out. Uh, So that was really fun. We talked to Lynn Nelson in the last segment, and man, that was kind of cool, right?
3: That was really cool. I she love is her just accent. fantastic. Yes, I did too. <laughs> I'm all inspired now to have a cute little accent like that.
0: Plus, <laughs> the whole thing was so cool. Like she's saving Ireland, literally saving Ireland.
3: Yes, right. and you can own a piece of real estate in Ireland. Right. Yes, I was just looking at her website, and for as low as fifty dollars, you can own a little, a little. I know. Inch- I want
0: to just go stay there, like that one was one square foot or whatever she was. Talking yeah, about. stand on it. This is my square <laughs> exactly. foot. Exactly. <laughs> So, but now we have a really great guest, um, Jason Mitchell. He's an author. He is. Uh, he's very powerful. He's a lot of faith. He's uh, been around for a while. This is his first book, from what I understand. No easy Jesus, and it's all about how you can't get complacent in your faith. Um, That's right. And I think, Jason, are you there? I am. Hey. Yeah.
6: Thanks, Dave. It's great to be on with you guys. Welcome no to thanks. the
3: Good News, Jason.
6: Yeah, thank you very much, Don. I appreciate that.
0: So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and introduce yourself to the audience?
6: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, uh, My wife, Jenny, and I, we have two kids, Sienna and Silas, and uh, Sienna's 11. Silas is 8, so we're in some really fun years right now. Um, we live outside of Philadelphia, and uh, we're part of a church. I've uh, been pastoring at a church called LCBC, which is an acronym that stands for Lives Changed by Christ, and um, I always tell people it's kind of the weirdest name for a church, because most church names are nouns, kind of a place that you go. And yet the name of our church is um, an adjective that kind of describes who we are. We're just a movement of people who are having our lives changed by Christ. We have nine locations um, throughout Pennsylvania, and um, we've just seen God do some incredible things um, in our church. And, uh, yeah, we've been up here. grew up down south, and... um, my vowels are still messed up, so every now and then you'll get a a vowel that doesn't make much sense, or I, I don't say it right, but, uh, but moved up here to Pennsylvania uh, 15 years ago to begin to work at the church, and um, that's just been an absolutely wild ride.
0: You know, I think they look they talk funnier in Pennsylvania than they do in the <laughs> South. <laughs> they do. They have what their own yin's? unique
6: accent. I uh, know.
0: <laughs> so anyway, yeah, why don't you tell us a little bit about your book, No Easy Jesus? It sounds, uh, I mean, what yeah. does that mean exactly?
6: Yeah. Yeah, um, You know, as a pastor, I can't tell you how many conversations that I've had along the way with people who, I think one of, you know, three things have have come to, um, at least three threads seem to make their way into so many conversations I have um, with people, and one is they've grown a bit discouraged with their faith. And part of the reason why I think we grow discouraged is because we look around us, and we compare kind of where we are to everyone else, um, and we begin to go, man, you know, I, I feel like I should be at, at this point in my faith journey. I feel like I should be you know, be past this. I feel like I should. Um, you know, we, we see people taking bold sort of risk-taking acts of faith, and we're sitting sort there of going, I don't even know if – I don't know if I could do that. I don't even know if I really want to do that. And so there's a little bit, bit of discouragement that sets in every now and then with with where we are. And um, I think a second thread that t- t- tends to, tend to make way, its way through is frustration. Um, we sit there and we feel like we should be. Uh, at a different spot in our life at this point. We feel like we should be over some of the same temptations we've been facing over and over again. We feel like we should be further along. And for us, our faith journey is two steps forward and three steps back. Um, and so we grow frustrated with that. And then I think for a large amount of you know, people, it's, it's just bored. We grow bored, honestly. Um, and what I mean by that is, you know um relationship with god and following jesus kind of just becomes the background music to our life and we've been there done that maybe some of us you know we grew up in church or maybe we we've been a part of a church for a while and and i don't know it just kind of loses its shine um after a while and uh and so part of what i'm trying to do with this book the, the the subtitle of the book um you know it's no easy jesus but the subtitle is how the toughest choices lead to the greatest life and part of what i'm trying to do with the book is is just inspire people to say look Um, some of us have settled the reason why some of us have grown frustrated have grown discouraged and bored is because we've settled for just believing in Jesus Mm -hmm. and there's nothing wrong with believing in Jesus, that's a biblical idea you know Jesus five different times invites people to believe in him um, but what most people mean, if you would have asked me when I was, you know, when I was younger, um, I grew up in a Christian home, and if you would have said, Jason, what's a Christian? You know, years ago when I was growing up, I probably would have used that word belief. I probably would have said it's a Christian is someone who believes in Jesus. But what I would have meant by that. Um, would have been someone who believes things about Jesus. In other words, information. You know, someone who believes right. that Jesus rose from the grave. Someone who mm-hmm. believes that Jesus was the Son of God. Someone who believes that Jesus died on the cross for our sin, right? So, so sort of a set of assertions. Um, the, the problem is, uh, at some point, it's so subtle, but at some point Christianity became more about information and things we believe about Jesus and less about transformation. And what Jesus wants is to transform our hearts. He he wants to move us towards full, rich, soul-satisfying kind of life. And the only way to move towards that is to move past just believing things about Jesus and to begin to participate in Jesus. In other words, to follow. It's the invitation He makes, um, you know, over and over and over again in in the Gospels, is to follow Him. And that's very different than just believing some things about Him.
0: That's really great. That's really great. So, uh... This is producer Dave. Angie had to leave, but uh, we're here with Jason Mitchell. He wrote the book No Easy Jesus. Uh, that's what we're talking about. We have Donna Hetzler here. And um, I just want to touch back on something that you said just a second about how we get kind of complacent in our relationship. Mm-hmm. That kind of happens with all relationships. It's funny, it I've, I've, I've been married now for mm-hmm. just under a decade. And, I mean, we've had our ups and downs. But mm-hmm. at first, you know, you go through that honeymoon period where everything is glowing mm-hmm. and shiny and awesome and so perfect and exciting. But then you get to that point, And it's funny because most of marriage is not that shiny part. But it's kind nope. of translated exactly to that whole thing where you get, you know, it's like at first you feel all this power and all this love and all this energy. And mm-hmm. then you're like, oh, I'm just kind of going with the motions. It doesn't feel as powerful. but That's kind of where your strength, the inner strength, comes from, right? Absolutely.
6: You know, it's interesting. I I tell a story in the book, um, because the story in a lot of ways was at the genesis of of kind of why I wrote the book. I I met with a couple, and they had been married for right around 20 years, and they wanted to meet their marriage. I mean, they were barely hanging on by a thread when they walked into my office, and— They sat down and talked, and the reason why they were were so distraught is because the the wife of this couple, she had just found out uh, a couple days before that her husband had been having an affair. Um, The woman that the husband had been having an affair with was pregnant, but she wasn't sure, 100% sure if it was his child or another person's child. It was just an absolute mess. And towards the end of that conversation, the wife of the couple said something that just stopped me in my tracks. She said, Jason, she said, we have prayed.
2: For years
6: and years and years, we have prayed that God would transform our marriage. We've prayed that God would change our marriage. And we've been waiting on that to happen, and it never happened. Mm. And I remember after she said that, in my head, I was like, I just stopped it because I just thought, man, maybe that was the problem. Maybe the problem is that you were waiting and instead of, I mean, start with prayer, right? Like start there, like you're saying, like begging God, like God, we, we are in need of God's transformative power. But what would have happened if after praying that prayer, they would have gone and done the most loving thing they could possibly think to do for the other, and then done it again the next day, and then again the next day, and again the next day. And you make a thousand of those choices, and maybe after enough time, your marriage is different. And and I guess my point is this, the life that Jesus promises, the the fullness, the richness of life, the transformed heart that I think God wants to give us, it's not a life that we just sit around and go, just give it to me, God. That's right. a life that we also have to run
3: after. We have to pursue. It's action, isn't it, Jason? Because you talked about having belief and the faith in Jesus, but then we also have to do something. And I love Dave's analogy, because we are the Bride of Christ, Yep. We are the bride of Christ, and yet we still need to do action in our marriages and in our relationship with Jesus. I like in um, your book, you say that there is, um, Christians share a secret, mm-hmm. and that secret is. Believing in Jesus has left us disappointed, and that so spoke to my heart. I was writing about this this morning because I think aside from hurts and disappointments and all the things that we experience, disappointment is one of the key things. I lead a a group called the Jericho Girls, and we talk about walls of hurt and resentment and fear and all these things, but the main thing that we are afraid of is being disappointed. Can you expand on that a little bit?
6: Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I think, um, Donna, you, you raise a great point. And I think part of what I'm trying to say is that the, part of the reason we're disappointed, we we both know, I mean, and all your listeners right now, we all know intuitively that belief alone, even if that belief and conviction is strong, belief alone is not powerful enough to transform us. And, and we know this because um, there are a lot of things that we believe, that have no bearing on the way we actually live our life day in and day out. For instance, you know, I would, my guess is um, we can believe very passionately that eating right and exercising is the best way to live, and yet there we are eating another cheesesteak. I'm outside Philly, so I can say that. Um, <laughs> eating another cheesesteak, you know, and, and I'm not going to run to you know, to, to make up for it. Or we can believe with passion and conviction that adding more debt to my family, um, you know, that that's going to create more tension in our home right now. We're not a place, and yet there we are, spending. And, and my point is simply this. Believing something enough doesn't transform us. At some point, that belief has to meet with action. I think that's the disappointment. That's where the disappointment comes in, because I think we were at times we've kind of sold this idea, well, just, if you just believe hard enough, things will change. Right. That actually doesn't always work out that way. And following Jesus is much more of a step-by-step, put my faith into action, kind of, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, um, it's a path of, of walking step-by-step, right? That's how you run a race. You take the next step, and you take the next step. Um, and so I'm just interested in helping people to know... Uh, Like Paul says to the Colossians in um, chapter 2 of Colossians, verse 6, he says, Just as you first accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, so continue to follow him. Mm. And I think that's, that's what I want for people is to combine that idea of like, yeah, at some point you've got to surrender. You've got to at some point go, God, I'm dependent on your grace. And then Paul says, and then wake up the next day and continue to and choose him all over again to follow. i think that's not talking that's, about salvation. I'm talking about transformation. You touched yep.
0: on something there I think that's that's uh, really important, is uh, belief and faith are things that you have. That's right. But following is something that you do. Yeah. There's a completely different dynamic there, because, I mean, yes, we can all have that belief, but what, it's what you do with it that uh, that really is what's important. Yeah.
6: Well, you think about it. You think about the Sermon on the Mount, you know, Matthew 5, 6, and 7. And you think about some of these things that Jesus talks about in the Sermon on the Mount. I mean, deep, rich ways of living. He talks about forgiveness. He talks about forgiveness and loving your enemies. He talks about, um, you know, honesty and letting your yes be yes, your no be no. He talks about honoring people in the way we think about them with lust. I mean, and giving them dignity, even in the way we think about them. So he talks about these incredibly profound ideas about what it means to be fully human and, and what God wants to do in our life. And at the end of that sermon, Almost at the very end of it, he says um, that the man who listens to my teaching and follows it is the wise man. Mm. Who's like they built? You know, it's like they built a house on solid rock. That's it's funny. not the man who listens to my teaching and agrees in principle. It's not the man who listens to my teaching and, and um, you know uh, desires those things. It's who follows it, who obeys, who does, the, who lives these things. And it's kind of like practicing, you know, a, a musical instrument. Um, some people every now and then will be like, I just, I, I'm not good at forgiving. I'm not good at patience. I'm not good at – and I sometimes wonder what would happen if we looked at those disciplines, those spiritual disciplines or those ways uh, that, that Jesus invites us to live into as we – the same way we did um, – you know, there's no one born good at patience. You know, we have sinful nature. There's no one that's necessarily born. I'm good raising my
3: hand here, Jason. I'm like, yep, I'm not good at patience. I'm with you. <laughs> no, I mean, none, of us, none
6: of us are. Just like when you go up and, and you know, you start playing a guitar, it'd be ridiculous to pick up a guitar for the first time. You've never played and be like, oh, I'm not good. I'm going to put it down.
3: Or, I like that analogy, though, because it really, I've heard a um, a saying called, trying versus training and mm-hmm. you hear so many people going "I'm trying to follow jesus i'm trying to do the right thing but mm-hmm. if you are learning an instrument or you are an athlete you are training in those yeah. disciplines and that's a totally different outlook than just trying to that's right that's right and comes- this is
6: why i think if you take that mindset into it dono i love what you're saying there because i think if you take that posture and that mindset into it at that point you're right when you like take playing an instrument you're right your fingers don't in naturally that way. Mm-hmm. You get calluses when you're learning a guitar and all that, but you know why you're doing it. In the yes. end, you're going to be able to play the music.
4: Absolutely. And so
6: it's not easy. It's challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet you do it because you know it's going to lead to something great and it's going to lead you to something beautiful. And that's kind of the idea behind the book, is saying that it's not easy. Forgiveness? No. Mm-hmm. Who said? But why would we expect it to be? Compassion? No. Not e- Generosity? No. Everything in us says to grab, not give. But why would we expect it to be? But if we practice these things, it will lead to the best kind of life, like the fullest, richest kind of life.
0: That's awesome. So this is producer Dave. This is a, you're listening to the Good News with Angie Austin. We're talking with Jason Mitchell, the author of No Easy Jesus. Donna Hetzler's here with me. Um, Jason, you said something a little bit ago that made me think of actually the laws of physics, mm. because what is what is not in motion tends to not be in motion, That's and right. what is in motion tends to stay in motion. And for whatever reason, it made me think of we have another guest on the show, Natalie Carrado, and her husband. What he does is he goes and feeds homeless people with cheeseburgers a couple times a week. And Mm -hmm. it's funny because at first, we always talk about, like, there's a difference between doing and then we get this idea that, well, somebody else is going to do it. Somebody else will take care of this. And you see somebody in trouble, oh, somebody else has this. However, once you start doing those things, very much like the guitar analogy, once you start doing it and rolling and rolling and rolling, it's harder to stop. Right. You enjoy it.
5: Yeah.
6: Yeah, I read, I I saw someone uh, recently uh, said the idea of like, they're like, you know, Christianity is more akin to riding a bicycle. You, um, and if you stop pedaling, it kind of falls over. Like you've got right. to keep. I, I mean, I love your idea. Like you got to kind of keep pedaling to to move this thing forward. And one of the chapters in the book is about compassion. And and one of the, I, I talk about this idea that one time, um, you know, I had a couple of needs that were put in front of me, and I had the capacity. You know, we can't meet every need. That's 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 un, um, that's a burden that we don't have to care. We can't do that. But there are some needs that are placed in front of us that we do have the capacity to meet. And I was really wrestling with that personally because. I was struggling with that, and I didn't want to move on on some of those and around that time, I was reading this passage in Ecclesiastes, and it says that um, that God basically is making his appeal to the people of Israel saying that um, that the poor, the oppressed cried out, but there was no one to meet their needs and I remember thinking in that moment because I had been praying for people i'd been praying for the people that I had the capacity to meet their need <laughs> you know, I'd been praying that God would help them, and then at some point it hit me and struck me, well, maybe I'm the answer to that prayer. And maybe the reason God's saying there was no one to meet their needs is because everybody in the church was praying for God to do it.
3: You didn't hear God going, Jason, this is God. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know.
6: <laughs> yeah, I know, seriously. No, it's, it, it is, Donna, isn't it, That's those, those little nudges That's right. that we have to pay attention to. They're, they're not big, booming voices. They're just typically those small little nudges. That if we can tune our ears, open our eyes to them through today, the throughout the day, they may be interruptions because they usually don't fit into our schedule. Um but those are the moments that God shows up in the ordinary places and says, here's your chance to follow me. Here's your chance to follow me.
0: All right, Jason, Now uh, we have a little bit under a minute left. I want to make sure that all the listeners know where to get the book, where to look, where to find you, when your next book's going to come out, all that stuff.
6: Absolutely, yeah. You can uh, you know, find anywhere books are sold. The easiest thing to do is go to knoweasyjesus.com, knoweasyjesus.com, and uh, you can get all the information about, about the book there.
0: Well, awesome! Thank you so much for being Thank on the show. You, Jason. I'm sure our listeners are going to love it. I hope that uh, a couple people out there find the book and uh, find it really helpful. No easy Thanks, Jesus. God. My privilege to be with you. You have a gr- you have a great day.
1: Thanks. Thanks. Hey, it's Angie. Uh, Let's talk now to Adam Katz with the Doreen Katz Memorial Cancer Foundation. And Adam, you help the kids whose parents are dealing with cancer because oftentimes the kids don't get to be kids when their parents are sick, correct?
3: That's it, exactly.
1: Peyton is 10, Rylan is 8, and they both would love to play a sport. They like basketball and baseball and soccer. For $100, you can sponsor one of these kids. How do we sponsor them for a sport this spring?
3: Uh, Give me a call and tell me which one you want to do. The sports are baseball, basketball, and soccer. They love them all. They cost about $100 each. The mother in this situation is battling breast cancer, so it's just gotten a little too expensive for them at this point, and the children shouldn't miss out simply because the parents are struggling right now.
1: I agree. Peyton is 10, Rylan is 8. They shouldn't miss out on sports. Their mom dealing with breast cancer. They're already going through a hard time, and this would allow them to be kids. If you wanted to sponsor either of them, call Adam at 720-530-9482, 720-530-9482 or go to DoreenKatzMemorial.org. Hi, it's Angie. Hey, would you like to donate items? You know, maybe some old sporting equipment, old furniture, old clothing. You'd like the tax write-off. You'd like to help others, but it's kind of a hassle to gather it all up and drop it off and you're just too busy? Well, guess what? Art thrift stores, they will come right to you, to your house, pick up your items, and leave you your tax write-off donation form. How do you do that? Call 303 Two three eight Jane two three eight five two six three. And again, all of these items that you donate, they help people right in our own community. As they help people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. And what better thing to do with your items that you no longer need than to help others? I shop at ARC all the time. I get my kids sporting equipment, gotten a rocking chair. I've gotten boots there. I have a purse that's amazing that still had the tags on it. It's a coach bag, and I got it at ARC. I shop there, and I help others, and I donate my items. About once every month or two, and I call 303-238 Jane, and they come right to my house with a truck, and they pick everything up. Here, check it out again. 303-238 Jane. Hey, it's Angie Austin. Do you want to lose weight, have more energy, sleep better, just feel better, live longer, not get sick? Yeah, me too. So a little over a year ago, my family started working with Dr. Joe, and he has helped us so much, especially with my mom. She's now walking again. Uh, She uses a cane, but she wears a pedometer as well, Dr. Joe. And every Saturday, you offer for all of us. We can come to your office, have a free workout, or just watch the workout and come and ask you questions and meet you. It costs them nothing, no obligation. I just want people to get to know
3: you and your passion for health. Science says the key to sleeping better, the key to depression. The key to losing weight and balancing hormones is exercise, but not a lot of it, just six to 12 minutes a day. And so whether I'm working with Olympic athletes or professional athletes or mommies and daddies, people in their fifties, sixties, even seventies on these workouts on Saturday at eight 30, man, we have a great time. And it literally is a 12 minute workout. That's all it is. And it's easy stuff to do. You work at your own pace and you get amazing results. Yeah. So come to North Glen Saturdays. It's free. How do they reach you? Dr. Joe, call my cell phone 303-349-6011. Again, 303-349-6011.
0: Natalie Carrado of RE-MAX is the realtor that truly does it all. But don't take my word for it. Just listen to some of the reviews from her website, livingdenver.com. Valerie in Highlands Ranch said,
3: Natalie's knowledge and expertise, as well as her professionalism and warm personality, more than exceeded our expectations. My mother stated that we need to clone her.
0: And how about Jen in Parker?
7: What else to say about Natalie Corrado except amazing? She made the home buying process stress-free. And easy.
0: And just listen to what Courtney and Kylan of Castle Rock said. We couldn't have asked for a smoother transaction.
7: And definitely could not have done it without Natalie as our realtor. If you use Natalie, you're not going to regret it.
0: She is the best. When you have Natalie on your side, you won't be wondering if you made the right choice. It doesn't matter if you are selling your house, buying a new house, or both. Find Natalie Carrado at Remax Realtors at LivingDenver.com, and she will get the job done.
1: Hey, it is Angie and our friend, author, speaker, Jim Stovall, joining us again to talk about his Wisdom for Winners column. And today, Jim, you're teaching us about state of mind. Is that right?
5: Yeah, this week's column is state of mind. And, you know, my column goes throughout North America, Europe, Asia, South America. And, you know, I, I from time to time like to let everybody around the world know a little bit about America and You know, we have 50 distinct states, and they all have their own personality. And it's a little like traveling throughout Europe with all the countries, but we have states, and each of them have their own uh, identity and personality. So we just, uh, in this week's column, we did a little thing and uh, something fun about each state.
1: You know, it's interesting you say that because um, I, I love traveling around our country, and I love these, the different food in New Orleans and up in Maine, you've got the lobsters. And then Oregon, yeah. you've got the beautiful coast that's so different than the Southern California coast. And there's just so many beautiful places in our country to go and the different dialects, you know, the ways people speak in different parts of the country. Uh, my relatives in the Northeast, I just love the way that they say mock, my husband's name mock. And then, uh, you know, you've got some little snippets. So, what are some of the more interesting uh, things that you, because you gave us something special or unique about each day? Uh Let's talk about a few of those because uh, I was reading through them and they're very interesting.
5: Well, here in my home state of Oklahoma, we have the uh, state capitol with a number of working oil wells. It's the only one with working oil wells right on the capitol grounds within uh, a few yards of the uh, stairs that go up into the uh, into the capitol building. And then uh, one of my favorites is Missouri. It's where the ice cream cone was invented. And it was 100 years ago during the The world's fair and the ice cream vendor ran out of. uh, bowls he didn't have any bowls and spoons anymore and tried to borrow one and none of the other vendors would help him out, but next to him was a waffle uh, vendor. And so this uh, enterprising ice cream salesman said, Hold it. If I took one of those and rolled it up just right, it would <laughs> hold ice cream, and voila, we have the ice cream cone. So, you know, and there's something fun about every state, and there's something amazing about everyone's hometown. And I always think it's interesting that, uh, you know, people will travel across the country to come to attractions in your city and my city that uh, we may never go to. And uh, so every once in a while, it's fun to, uh, you know, look online your own state's Department of Tourism, see what's right there, and consider one of these staycations and uh, stay at home and say, we're going we're gonna to find out all the cool stuff about being right here in our area.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. Those are so fun, those staycations. And uh, a couple I found interesting in Massachusetts, the Fig Newton named after Newton, Massachusetts. And then I spent a lot of time in Minnesota. And it says the inventions out of Minnesota include masking and scotch tape, weedy cereal, and the bunt pan, which is something that, you know, I lived there all those years. I had no idea those things were invented there. And also I found it interesting that California's economy is so large that if it were a country, it would rank eighth in the entire world.
5: Yeah, it's amazing, and California is an amazing place itself. I know they have their challenges, and but they also have just so many things from, you know, the ocean to the desert to the mountains. I mean, you know, virtually every terrain in the world and, and every uh, topography, every type of people, everything's available just in, in California alone. I love
1: it, too, that the happy birthday song was the creation of two Louisville sisters in 1893, originally called uh, Good Morning to All Out of Kentucky. Oh, and I didn't know Colorado, another state, I've spent tons of time that in 76, it became the only state to turn down the Olympics. So some interesting little snippets. So what's the takeaway of this uh, column about the state of mind
5: before you travel around the world, make sure you've uh, explored everything you got at home, and uh, you'll find out as uh, Dorothy did in the Wizard of Oz. There's no place like home. I love it! Your website, Jim. Jim Stovall, S-T-O-V-A-L-L, JimStovall.com.
1: I think I should get an RV and travel around the country doing the show. Thank you, Jim.
5: Be well.